Hey, Tijans, it is Thursday, December 7th. Juan Soto is traded to the Yankees. We're going to look at college football national championship odds. We got Thursday night football, NBA play-in semifinals, woo, and the NHL 2. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only sex Panther. Panther, each day you're getting better and better and better. You, you sound much better today. I thought I was better yesterday. I, you know, I talked to Sex Kitten this morning, and that's the first time I actually had an opportunity to talk to somebody. And I'm like, oh, I sound like shit again. But the more I've talked this morning, the better it, it starts to sound and, and feel. Like I said, physically, I feel fine. It's just my voice is kind of neutered, if you will, and my throat's still a little bit sore. I feel better, and I'm going to feel a lot better when this stupid play-in tournament is over. This shit sucks. I hate it. There's, if anybody else plays fantasy basketball, like this is murder on your week. I had one player on Monday, two players on Tuesday, only because I streamed somebody, a full roster yesterday, one player today, full roster tomorrow, and we get a championship game on Saturday and no NBA on Sunday. Like, what the fuck? This is almost as bad as All-Star Weekend, Max. It's it, it's. Definitely weird, man. Um, now, the quality of basketball in these play-in tournaments actually has been good. So when you talk about what the NBA was trying to do to get players excited to get teams playing at a higher level earlier in the season, that has succeeded. The, the quality of these games has been really good. In fact, I mean, you could be arguing right now that it should be the Phoenix Suns in the spot that the Lakers are in today because... Uh, it looks like the NBA um, officials uh, manipulated some calls in that game to get the Lakers in the spot that they are. So when we look at betting, I mean, we should just put the house on the Lakers because they're going to want a Lakers-Bucks fucking finale in the goddamn first ever semifinals. Um, but I digress. The quality of basketball has been good. The courts have been hideous. In fact, the courts are so hideous that they're making the Lakers change colors for the next game so they don't uh, blend <laughs> in with the courts. It's going to be weird. Um yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on board with this thing yet. I think it is still kind of stupid and silly. Like I, you know, now, now one of these teams is gonna raise a fucking trophy or some shit. Yay. Um, does it fucking matter to me? No, no. Other than the fact, other than the fact is, I said it yesterday. I do not want the Lakers winning it. It matters nothing to me unless the Lakers win it. Cause fuck them. No, uh, I'm completely in agreement. So I wonder if you even know the answer here. Do all these games count towards the 82? Are we mm -hmm, over mm -hmm, 82? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so some of these teams, like the winners of today's game that go into Saturday's championship, I mean, they could be hovering around 85, 86 no, games. No, 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 no. Counts, counts for 82. All counts for the oh. 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all part of the 82 game regular season. That's why they um, have these off days and stuff like that to reconfigure the schedule because they need to know who's playing who so they can redo the schedule on the fly. Oh, this is dumb. Now it just gets even dumber. This is so stupid. I can't do it. 
Yeah, no, it all, it, it all all, <laughs> all counts as the 82. All they did was just kind of frame it in turn. But we'll get the NBA later. We got some big news yesterday. Juan Soto was traded to the Yankees. Now, of course, Juan Soto was one of those apparently critical pieces for the Padres. And the Padres have done nothing. And so they decided, hey, uh, we got Manny Machado here. Uh Who's the other the, the the other guy that the the guy that was suspended for drugs um, that That's the East. Padres have? That's ah, Zeke, yeah. And so we can afford to get rid of Juan Soto, and Juan Soto ends up on the Yankees. Now the Yankees had made a previous trade with their rivals, the the Boston Red Sox. So Yankees making moves, looking aggressive this off season. Um, I'll pull up the trade details right here. It was a seven player trade. Um, Yankees received, also received outfielder Trent Grisham from the Padres. In exchange, San Diego received right-handers Michael King, Joni Brito, Randy Vasquez, starting pitching prospect Drew Thorpe, and catcher Kyle Higashioka. 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 I'll say that five times fast. Uh so again, and then the Yankees, of course, uh, had that trade with Boston to get Alex Verdugo in exchange for three pitchers. So it seems like a pitching hungry team in the Yankees has traded all of their pitching for more hitting. I, I listen. He's a name. Juan Soto is a name. I don't know how markedly better he makes the fucking Yankees. Um, Judge, when he's healthy, is is a fucking amazing ball player. Uh, we, we've we've seen tons of injuries from a lot of the other guys that they've brought in. I I can't say that I like this trade. I, um, this is not me being Yankees hater here. I'm saying I don't like this trade for the Yankees. This is a team that unless they're unless they're about to go out and break the bank and get whatever starting pitch like elite starting pitchers available. This is a team that has struggled with a starting pitching rotation outside of Garrett Cole. So to trade a bunch of pitchers for two outfielders uh, is mind-boggling, Panther. It's mind-boggling in the the substance that it is as as a to an entire puzzle. The Yankees have been active, which is complete opposite of what they were last season at the trade deadline, where they did absolutely nothing, and we did shit on them. Um, because I think maybe they just saw the writing on the wall. It wasn't their year. They packed it in, and now they're being active. If this is just a piece to the puzzle, and I do believe it is, they're going to sign some pitchers. This has been a very slow winter meetings, a slow off season. There hasn't been a lot of noise being made. Part of that is probably because Otani doesn't want any of his negotiations being, you know, leaked or you know what talked about. That's being done on the down low i know it's got a a lot of the four letter networks beat writers a little pissed off that they can't cover something because uh, nothing's being leaked out for them to cover um but you get something like juan soto going to the yankees i i like it for the yankees i almost like it for the padres but I think we saw this coming for the Padres. They went all in, right? When they brought in Machado, they brought in Soto, they signed Tatis to his big contract. They were all in, and they had about a two- or three-year window to make that work, and it's not there. So I think that's them realizing we've got to reconfigure what we're doing. We've got to shed some salary, which Juan Soto was taking up 
a lot of salary. Um, they bring in, you know, there's a lot of talk about Randy Vasquez as a uh, starting pitcher. Michael King has been an incredible reliever for the Yankees the last two or three years. So he solidifies their bullpen. Um, I don't know much about the Jap. I don't know anything about the Japanese player and a couple of the other guys. Um, but what it does do for the Yankees, you know, they brought in Verdugo. They bring in Tati, or not Tati, <laughs> who knows, they might bring in Tatis later. Um, they bring in Soto, and then they bring in Grisham. Uh, and then you still have a Judge, and you still have Stanton. That's five guys for basically four positions. The three outfield spots, first base, and then probably your DH. So five, five positions. I think they've got a, a complete rebuild of their outfield. That's probably what they're going with. Stanton's got to be your DH. You just can't trust him to walk without getting hurt. Uh, so I like what they're doing hitting-wise. But now, like you said, they haven't done anything with their pitching. What are they going to do with their starting pitching? Are they going to address that? I think they do. There's a ton of pitchers out there that be signed that they don't have to trade for. They're just free agents, and they can sign. I think – the Yankees will sign one or two pitchers in the next couple of weeks. In, in fact, a couple of them are Padres pitchers, guys that uh, Blake Snell is available. Michael Walk is available. These are guys that were on the Padres. Michael Walk, did have some time with the Mets, so he's familiar with the area and, and living in New York. Uh, the Mets, of course, are targeting Blake Snell, um, potentially. There is... Um, uh, Shubu Yanomoto is the is the is the top pitching prospect that everyone's trying to get. So, I, I assume that the Yankees and the Mets will both be on on uh, the the Yanomoto, uh, the Shohei Otani, the who probably won't pitch this year, uh, Blake Snell. So, I mean, there are pitchers to be had. So maybe the Yankees do have a master plan. If I've seen anything from Brian Cashman over the years, it seems like he's he's I don't know like he's he's holding something back and waiting for something big. Maybe this is the big year for them. I don't know. Um, it just rubbed me the wrong way for the Yankees to be making these trades with the lack of pitching. But again, um, if you're a Yankees fan, uh, it's it's a, it's a good name. Like Juan Soto is a good, good ball player. It's a good name. You should be excited about that, but you should be worried about pitching until those trades come through. Okay, uh, on to college football because it is Thursday. And we typically talk college football on Thursdays, but there's no college football to bet on. So I was like, how do I shoehorn in college football on this Thursday? <laughs> and we're going to look at the college football playoff championship odds as they stand right now. Uh, Washington has the uh, the worst odds at plus 700. Texas is plus 300, which is funny because those two teams play each other in, in the first uh, first round. You know, so that's how much people think about these teams to win it all. One of these teams will make it to the finals. So you'd imagine that they would have one of the top two odds. That would be incorrect because Alabama's plus 190 and Michigan is, oh, sorry, uh, the Wolverines are plus 170. Uh, remember you say the, 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 the Max Swear Jar? You know, there you yeah, go. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, every time I say the M word in front of you, uh, it's 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 a dollar in the jar right there. Um, whoa, um, I was I was surprised at the um, the the top two again. Like, I guess they're the best two teams, and they match up in the first round. But 
I was I was expecting Texas. Okay, uh, let me get your opinion on it because I'm I'm I, again I'm I'm a noob when it comes to college football, but but I almost had this as Alabama, Texas, Wolverines, Washington. If I was ranking them, because I think Alabama is going to beat the Wolverines. Um, well, as much as I'm over the Crimson Tide being a dynasty for the last uh, decade and a half. Uh, I'm rooting for him in that game because there's no way I can stomach a Wolverines national title. But the reality to me is I just don't think they're that good. Either one of them. I think they're good. I think they belong. But I don't, you know, you look over the national champions that we've had over the years, you know, the the, the LSU with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, uh, the Alabama teams we've had in the past. Uh, Florida State, the other teams that we've had, I don't think these teams are that good. Now, where they are good are on the defensive side of the ball. The Wolverines and the Crimson Tide play incredible defense. But when you go to the other side, you look at Washington and Texas, much like I talk about explosiveness in the NFL, the teams that can put up points in a hurry, that's Texas and Washington. Washington is being slept on. They were slept on in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon, a team that they beat twice. And now they're being slept on in in this game against Texas. Now, I do think Texas is very good. I think this is going to be a very close game, but I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But as far as looking at national championship odds, I'm taking Texas and Washington. The value is there because, like you said, one of those two teams – it's getting into the dance, getting into the championship game. And they've got a, you know, a 50-50 shot of winning that game. I think either one of those teams are perfectly capable. And we already saw Texas beat Alabama once in Alabama. So for them to be underdogs at the way that they are, I don't agree and I don't get it. If, I'm, if you're asking me if I'm betting this, I'm betting this right now. Give me the Washington Huskies. Give me the Texas Longhorns. Screw the other two. I don't want to see them win a national title whatsoever. So to uh, extrapolate this a little bit more, you could bet on the exact matchups as well. So here's the exact matchups. Uh, Wolverines beating Texas plus 300. Alabama beating Texas plus 350. Wolverines beating Washington plus 550. Alabama beating Washington plus 600. Texas beating the Wolverines plus 650, Texas beating Alabama plus 750, Washington beating the Wolverines plus 1200, Washington beating Alabama plus 1400. So I'm sure you could like configure it to like have a lot of different options there um, to make some money um, based off the matchups that you think are going to happen. Um, I if, good. I was say if, if if what I said, if you believe Texas and or Washington can be either one of those two teams. If you were to take the four possible matchups with Texas or Washington winning those games, at a minimum, $100 bets, you'd make four $100 bets, at a minimum, you would win about $250. If Exactly, right. To if right. they won. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, same thing, If you, I mean, you know, if, if you... Um, if you just bet them like Texas plus 300, Washington plus 700 uh, at a minimum, you're, you're probably going to make, you know, a hundred and something with, you know, with because minus one ten, minus the vague or, you know, it's one, one, one something like that. Anyway, um, 
what I was going to say is I'm I'm really high up on this Alabama team. I know they're not like the Alabama team of past, but ever since they got their quarterback situation figured out, they, I mean, they're winning games. They're they're playing much better football. They're uh, they're beating quality teams. Like I I can't really say that about their opponent in the first round. Uh, their opponent did listen. They did get some big wins when they had to. Right, they they won that Ohio Ohio State game. That was huge for them. Uh, they beat Penn State. That was huge for them. So they do have a couple of checkmark wins in there. Alabama beating Georgia and knocking them out of the college playoff picture is got to be such a fucking raging hard on for this team. You know, they think that they can run through a fucking brick wall. I would hate to be the Wolverines facing this fucking team. They should be glad that there's a little time off in between these games. You know, if it was this week, oh, I th- I think Alabama would absolutely fucking steamroll Washington high off that win over Georgia. They should be glad there's a break in the fucking schedule right now here, Panther. Uh, maybe, maybe. I You know, the, the beat of the Georgia team was obviously a huge check mark. Um, they did have some quality wins, you know, beating Ole Miss, beating LSU, whatever we want to think about Tennessee. A thir- third um, hardest schedule, third hardest schedule in all of college football Alabama had. That's what they claim. That's what that's what they what he's trying to tell us. Uh, I go through there and I see the Wolfers and the Chattanoogas, and I just it's just hard for me to get excited. Auburn was a down year. Texas A&M fired their coach. Uh, this is just a it was a really weird year in college football they keep trying to tell us the wolverines had a tough strength of schedule too and i'm like where well their strength of schedule was three of their last four games at ohio state penn state and iowa like that that was their entire schedule i and might i say they won two of those three games well they won three of the four but two against the ranked teams without their coach like i don't know the hardball matters i don't know that's a factor here it's their defense. Their defense is good. I'm not. I mean, they literally are like the Pittsburgh Steelers with their defense and their offense. JJ McCarthy's a capable quarterback, but I, I just, I'm telling you, if either one of these teams gets to, I don't think either one of them gets to 30. I think 24 points in this game wins the game. Uh, that both these defenses are so good. 24, 27, maybe is, is the ceiling here. Um, but that. That goes to my with Washington and Texas. These teams can put up points in bunches. For them to put up a forty spot would be nothing for either one of these teams. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it is kind of there's some bias. Admittedly, there is some bias. I hate Alabama. I hate the Wolverines. It's six my stomach. One of these teams has to win that game. But I am all in on the other two teams. Not because I hate the other two, but because I actually think they have a real shot. And I will say this. The country does not, does not want to see Texas-Alabama. Do we, do we really want to see a rematch of something that happened three months ago or four months ago? I don't. Once you beat a team once, why do you have to beat them again? I hate that about college football. <laughs> well, 
We're gonna we're evidently gonna see the 49ers and the Eagles play once again, probably in the playoffs to decide who goes to the Super Bowl. So I mean, it's bound to happen, and maybe there'll be a different outcome this time, and maybe there'll be a different outcome with Alabama and Texas as well. All right, let's take a quick break. After that, we do have an NFL game to bet on. It is the Thursday night game we deserve. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium Slub Crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. We are back with you, possibly never even left you. As I mentioned, Sex Panther, you've been clamoring for Thursday Night Football to be this game. And here you are. You mention them. It's almost like Beetlejuice out there. You, you say their fucking name a couple times and they appear. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Matt Canada-less Pittsburgh Steelers at home taking on the fucking New England Patriots, the Mac Jones-less New England Patriots. Now, we continued our Mac Jones conversation in the pre-show here. It wasn't recorded. We've got plenty to say about uh, Mac Jones and his future and, and some of these uh, young quarterbacks, but... Uh, maybe for another day we can get to that. Today we're talking Steelers at home, minus six over the Patriots. What do you got? Six points. Are you fucking kidding me? Pittsburgh, I, listen, I get it. New England is shit. Garbage. Offense. They put up, their defense held the Chargers to six points. And they lost by six. This Patriots team is so fucking bad. I, it's Bailey Zappi, the quarterback. I'm assuming Zappi's the quarterback. For tonight, uh, Trubisky's the quarterback for the Steelers. I probably, I'm probably gonna money line the Steelers. There's no way I'm laying the six points. 
minus 275. I'll tell you where I'm at, Max. 30 and a half. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. NFL game. <laughs> 30 and a half. Are you kidding me? Is, is, is that the Miami Dolphins like uh, over under for the week? Is yeah, a team total for the Dolphins. Yeah. 30 and a half. They're not getting there. They're not getting there. This is at best. This is 14 to 10. I'll lean the Steelers. I'm not betting this shit show, but I will bet the under 30 and a half. I'm going to put this into context here. I was joking about the Dolphins, but here you go. The Dolphins, Titans over under 46 and a half. Eagles, Cowboys over under at 52. Bills, Chiefs at 48 and a half. The goddamn fucking Broncos and the Chargers. The Chargers, who just scored six points to beat the fucking New England Patriots, they're at 44. This game is at 30, Panther. 30. I uh, Listen, I missed your bet. I was. Are you betting the Patriots? I'm leaning the Steelers on the money line. Gotcha. But I'm, but I'm betting the under. Oh, you're betting the under. Okay, so there you go. I am betting the Patriots with the six points. I, I, I This is, at most, Panther, the highest score I have in this one is 15 to 13. And that's a goddamn stretch. Yeah, that, both that, teams get a double digit so way. That <laughs> would be a stretch for a Patriots team that has not scored double digits in what three weeks was the last time the Patriots scored double. I know that they have held their opponents uh, to under uh, 10 points, 10 points or less and lost. Okay. So here you go. They lost to the Chargers six, nothing. They lost to the giants 10 to seven. They lost to the Colts 10 to six. They put up 17 points against commanders, 17 points against the dolphins, 25, uh, 29 points in a win over the bills. God damn the bills. God damn the fuck god damn the fucking bills. Are you fucking kidding me? You're one the fucking bills. Stop it. Um 17 against the Raiders. They got shut out 34-0 against the Saints. They lost 38-3 to the Cowboys. They beat the Jets 15 to 10. Put up 17 against the Dolphins and put up 20 in week one against the Eagles. Um this is a team that cannot score. Now, let's talk about this. Uh the Steelers team, they lost Kenny Pickett in the last game. I get that. I don't think that there's much of a difference between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, though. Right? I, I mean, it's it's not. They had the weather issues. I get that. Cardinals still put up 24 against their defense. I'm just saying. Like, the Steelers put up 10 points barely. They, they scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter that they probably shouldn't have either. They should have lost to the Cardinals 24-3. to so at best, if I have this as a 15 to 13 game, at best, you're giving me a team with six points. Now they could absolutely lose six nothing like they did last week, and I'll have a dumb fucking push, but I do not see the Steelers beating this awful Patriots team. The Patriots team that we have dead last in their fucking DGen ranks, a team that we absolutely fucking hate, a team with quarterback issues out there fucking assholes. And I still like them plus six points because I do not like the Steelers team. I just I I you know, they're not a bottom team. But I put them closer to the bottom than I do the top. And they're currently in the playoffs right now, Sex Panther. They're currently in the playoff picture, and I have them in my ranks closer to the bottom five than I do the top ten. I completely agree. The only reason they're not in the bottom five is because somehow they managed to win seven games. This is a team that is – 
Tomlin should be coach of the year for making whatever he's making out of this damn team. They've got talent. They've got players. But, man, blame Canada all you want, but he's been gone for two games. They're still not any better. And I, and I think a lot of it has had to do with quarterback production. I mean, God damn it, Kirk Cousins. Go to Pittsburgh next year. Give me two years of Kirk Cousins. I might like the Steelers. The quarterback position <laughs> maybe, is just yeah, driving maybe. them down. Yeah, yeah, like their offensive upside is just so, so limited. So I probably should be on the Patriots with the six points. Everything you said rings absolutely true. But I can't trust this fucking Patriots team to score six points. Pittsburgh might actually get 10. Uh, but I bear, I feel very good about my under 30 and a half. All right, moving on to the NBA. We do have the play-in tournament semifinals over in Vegas, Panther. I don't know if you knew that. That's why the Lakers had to change their uniforms because they, they were going to wear their blacks. But apparently the court is going to be black and they'll blend in uh, with their uniforms. So they have to switch to their golds so they can shine over there on the court in Vegas. Uh, we have that game. And, of course, we have the Indiana Pacers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, two games. I'm betting them both because it seems why not? How about you? I wrote down both. I'm betting both, but now you just kind of threw me for a loop because I did not know this was a neutral site extravaganza. Ah, ah. Uh, I was on the Lakers because I thought they were in LA. Oh, Minus oh one no, of, sir. Now, no, sir. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, that changes things. So now we have two teams who aren't that good on the road. Uh, New Orleans did win their last road game and then quite convincingly at that i'm not going to change my pick partly because there's now a laker on my fantasy team i made a trade i traded sabonis and got myself anthony davis who's been staying relatively healthy he's put up a dozen a dozen games where he's at 15 or more rebounds the guy has been an absolute dennis rodman type monster on the glass lebron almost put up a triple double i think the lakers for some reason care about winning this tournament and for them to win this tournament they've got to win this game i'll lay the one and a half because even if i lose i'll view that as a win max give me the lakers for 10 bucks I like the way the Pelicans are playing. I like the way that they played against Sacramento. I like the way that uh, this team is really showing up for these play-in games. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the, uh, this uh, in-season tournament games. And I see there's too many tournaments because they got the play-in tournament, right? The play-in fucking, they, they got the thing at the end of the season. Now they got this thing. I'm so confused. The in-season tournament, if I've been saying play-in, I apologize. The in-season tournament, I like the way that the, actually the winner should get an automatic fucking bid into the playoffs. There you go. Don't, like, don't, just just just, just take, take take off the rest of the season if they want to. They're guaranteed the fucking eighth seed or the tenth seed or whatever it is. No matter what, they're guaranteed that. Yeah, there you go. No matter what, the winner of this is guaranteed the tenth seed at least um, if they want it. Anyway, uh, I like the Pelicans in this one. I really do. I think uh, you know Brandon Ingram is is a fucking amazing player that probably doesn't get as much love as. I mean, he's almost in a way he is. He's the poor man's uh, Anthony Davis. They were traded for each other, right? Um, but I like Brandon Ingram a lot. Uh, Zion, when he's healthy, this this team this team is really solid when they're healthy. And you're right, both teams that struggle on the road, but it doesn't matter. Neutral site game, um, you know, party city, 
<laughs> you know, New Orleans is a party city. Vegas is a party city. So for 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 the Pelicans, it's not going to fucking matter. For the Lakers, it might be a little too much because you know we we in the post show yesterday we talked a lot about uh, the the state of California. <laughs> just in general, and LeBron's decision to play in, in California after playing all those years tax-free in, in Miami, um, and then, you know, playing for Cleveland for some godforsaken reason. Anyway, uh, I like the Pelicans in this one. $10 bet on New Orleans. I'll take the points, but I think they'll. I think they could straight up win this one. All right, uh, so the next game up is the Pacers against the Bucks, also in Las Vegas. And I will make a note of this. So we're talking about these being – you know, Party City, road game technically for all four teams. But I think after what happened yesterday in Las Vegas, there probably isn't any partying going on. I think the guys are going to be responsible, mature, stay to their room, stay. There's just, you know, the, the shooting that happened at UNLV yesterday. Um, probably, I don't think that is a factor after that happened with these guys uh, where there could be possibly some shenanigans, hit the casino, go out and fuck around. But I don't think that'll be the case after what happened yesterday. So um, kind of a little dismissive of maybe that narrative playing a part in these games. But as far as the Pacers and the Bucks go, the Bucks just seem like they want to win. Like this has been a team that we've talked about in the past that when they turn it on, when they're healthy and they want to win, they're really tough to beat. And right now it just seems like they're at a place where they really want to win. The Pacers, like we like Halliburton. We like Miles Turner. We like the direction they're going. I just, they're not there yet. They're not at the elite level of the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Bucks take care of business. I'll lay the four and a half points and put my money on the Milwaukee Bucks. I totally agree. I'm going to bet the Bucks in this one with you. I, I do like this Pacers team. I probably like this Pacers team more than you like this Pacers team, but they are inconsistent. Uh, over their last 10 games, uh, they're a 500 team. They stepped up. They showed up against the Celtics to knock them out of the fucking tournament. And and now here they find themselves in the semis against uh, Milwaukee. And I, I this is a very good team. I, I'm tempted to do this. I know it's not going to happen just from name brand recognition. But Tyrese Halliburton right now is plus 4,000 for the M- NBA MVP. And I think at the end of the season, we are going to be talking about Tyrese Halliburton in the MVP conversations. Again, name brand recognition. You got Jokic might, uh, plus one sixty, Luca plus six uh, plus five hundred, Joel Embiid plus eight hundred, Shea Gilgis Alexander plus twelve hundred, Jason Tatum plus twelve hundred, Giannis plus twelve hundred, Kevin Durant plus three thousand, until you finally get to Tyrese Halliburton plus four thousand. So I mean, he's got a lot of name brand people above him, but plus four thousand. This guy is fucking balling this season. Like, absolutely ridiculous. 27 points per game, 12 fucking assists per game, four rebounds per game. He's fucking killing it out there. So him alone, being healthy, gives this Pacers team a chance. I just think that the Bucks want this more. I think the Bucks are the better team here. It's not in Milwaukee, so if it was in Milwaukee, this would be a slam dunk. Literally fucking, you know, just check off the Bucks here. So... I still think the Bucks cover this one, but it's not going to be like a, a, a 20 point blowout or anything like we saw for Milwaukee the last go out. Pacers will play them hard. They'll come up short. $10 bet on Milwaukee, which now takes us over to the ice. Full slate of hockey games for us to bet on, and I don't like much. I don't like much either. Somehow I've managed to bet four games, but I 
honestly don't like them. Let's start with the undefeated on the road, LA Kings. Took overtime last time, but you know, whatever. It wins a win. They're going against Montreal. Montreal's not one of the worst teams. They're not bad. They're not good. They're just, they're okay. They, they're a dangerous team. They can win some games. And they could potentially win this one. I just don't think they do. The Kings are just dominant on the road. I don't know what their problem is at home, but they are dominant on the road. Till somebody beats them, I'm going to keep betting them. Give me the LA Kings for 10. Well, I probably should. Yeah, fuck it. 10 bucks. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny, too. I had the I had the puck line up for you. You get 116 on the puck line. Uh, yeah, more sport lean on the Kings. And it's funny. The way that you said potential, uh, you said potential, and I thought you were making a play on the words of poutine because that is a very famous <laughs> dish in, in Montreal. Um, it is delicious, by the way. Uh, if you go to Montreal, it's poutine and smoked meats. They just got a plate of, like, it's kind of like pastrami. This is like these smoked meats. It's really fucking good. That is that is Montreal cuisine for you. Or you can go the French way and get your, uh, st- uh, you know, steak frites or your mussels and frites. But fucking poutine and goddamn smoked meats, that's the way to go. But in this one, the Kings are the way to go. Motorsport lean on Los Angeles. All right. Now we got a game of bottom feeders, I guess. Anaheim's going to Chicago, take on the Blackhawks. I guess I'm not really – Anaheim's not really a bottom feeder. They might be there when the season's over. But as of late, as of this part of the season, they've been playing near 500 hockey. Uh, really surprising because they weren't that last year, the last couple of years. They were actually really bad. Might have been the worst team in hockey last year, if I remember. Blackhawks, they're competing for the title. I think they'd like to be the – well, I don't. nobody likes to be, but they're catching down to the San Jose Sharks. They're at home. I don't care. I think if the Mighty Ducks can take care of business, give me Anaheim for ten bucks. Yeah, Ducks were playing much better hockey a few weeks ago. They've they've, they've regressed. Yeah. They've regressed a ton. Uh, Blackhawks, uh, you know, they have a potential future. You know, uh, um, as Connor Bedard, right, is the uh, the star player that they'll have uh, trying to build a, a championship uh, team again uh, in Chicago over the next few years, see if they can do it. But right now they are a terrible team. Anaheim is a better team and I will lean the ducks with you here. Um, but yeah, recency does not favor the ducks, but the Blackhawks being terrible does favor the ducks. So lean Anaheim. <laughs> That's why I was the recency was like, well, neither one of them are good, but all right, next game up, the Philadelphia Flyers are going to Arizona, take on the Coyotes. I know we're kind of indifferent about this Flyers team. I know we don't like them, but every once in a while, they sneak out a win against a decent opponent, but it's usually at home. On the road, going to Arizona, who's been sneakily good this year. I like the Coyotes. I think there's value here at minus 115. Give me the Coyotes for 10 bucks. Uh, just a minor correction here. Philadelphia is actually better on the road than they are at home. Um, they're a 500 home team. They're seven, four, and one on the road. So Philadelphia actually a better road team than than that. Uh, but uh, Arizona great at home this year. This is this is actually, if I'm looking at the matchups, this is actually a fun matchup. Who'd have fucking thought that early in the season you say Philadelphia at Arizona would be a fun fucking matchup? And I think this is a fun one. I'm gonna lean Philadelphia in this one. Honestly, I. I Plus line on Philadelphia has me nudging that way. Uh, too close to call, though. Um, I like, I like, I like this. This is going to be a fun game. Uh, lean on the Flyers. All right, last game up for me. We're talking about the Minnesota Wild crossing the border, going up take on the Vancouver Canucks. 
I don't really come out and say, oh, I like teams or whatever. I think I like the Rangers. I like the the Knights, um, maybe a little bit the Panthers. But I'm the Canucks are growing on me. This is a team that just seems like every time I bet on them, it's cash. And this is another situation where they're at home, a manageable line, going against a Minnesota Wild team that, as good as they've been in the past, they're just not very good this year. I think the Canucks win this. I don't think it's close. Give me the Canucks for 10 bucks. Minnesota is having a disappointing season. They are on an uptick right now. They've won four games in a row. Uh, I still don't trust them. I still don't like them. Vancouver is a team that I've liked for the most part of the season, and they're kind of hitting a little bit of slump. But them at home, I think it's it's hard to beat them. I'm going to lean the Canucks with you. All right. Well, a lot of leaning on your part. What are you betting? Uh, games that I probably shouldn't be betting either. Let's scroll all the way up to the top of the board where the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road in Ottawa. Uh, not a crazy fucking chalky line like Toronto usually sees, but I still have Ottawa potentially winning this one. Um, with the plus 114, I'm going to do it. That line is dropping. $10 bet on the Senators. I don't know why I didn't do it. I saw it. I looked at it. I'm like, why is Toronto? Like, shouldn't they be minus 185? Maybe Vegas is just starting to wise up that Toronto's just not the dominant team that they pretended they were the first 20-some games into the season. I think Ottawa's the play. I should be on it. I won't doom you. A lean on Ottawa. All right. And in my just being stubborn because I think they are a better team than their record says, and they're actually a damn good team on the road, the same as last year. They should just stay the fuck away from New Jersey. The Devils are in Seattle taking on a Kraken team that's having a disappointing season, the Kraken team that has lost five in a row. The Devils are still a good team. They need to get their fucking goaltending figured out. I think in this one, they get it done today. $10 bet on the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to make of this Devils team. I hear what you're saying. They are a good team. I believe they are a good team. But, man, are they so inconsistent. They win games that you think they're going to lose, and then they lose games that you think they're going to win. And that's where I was here. I think New Jersey's the play, but would you be stunned if they lost this game against the Kraken? I would not. I'm leaning Seattle. All right. So let's put together a D-Gen parlay. We did not necessarily agree in the NFL. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on New England plus six with you. You're going to do – I was, I was going to jump on the total. <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> Take them both. Um. All right, let's see. Well, NBA, NBA, we did agree on the Bucks, so we'll lock yep, that we in. NHL, I did give you moral support on the Kings, and then moral support on uh, the Canucks. So let's go. Um, Canucks has right. better value. Canucks has better value. Do the Canucks, and then just because we have a rooting interest, let's do something in the NFL. Let's bet this under. Why not? Let's bet the under third. Uh, yeah, we want the under 30, right? Yeah. Not over 30. We want under 30. So there you go. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks minus four and a half, minus 108. Uh, Homer saying Flames puck line. You, you hit your puck line yesterday, too. Homer actually, Homer was good in hockey yesterday. I, Homer knows hockey. Like I, I, get, I said it yesterday. I don't fucking understand how a guy from the South knows fucking hockey, but this dude knows hockey. Trust Homer. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks minus four and a half. Uh, Vancouver uh, Canucks. Let's see. Bucks, Canucks. Uh, Canucks minus 125. 
the under 30 in the New England Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night, uh, so Thursday night football game. That will pay 564 on this Thursday. Tomorrow we do have the full slate of NFL games. Cannot wait for that. Sex Panther, another long episode. This is it. We're in the season of long episodes, it seems. Take us home. <laughs> Uh, well, we, we keep talking. Uh, you know, I was just thinking we should have took Anaheim. Then we could have had the Ducks, Bucks, and Canucks. Dude, awesome. yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, talking about these long episodes, though, I want to give a real shout-out. I want to give a shout-out here real quick before we get out of here. Because we do this shit stupid early in the morning. And we have been going 35, 40, 45, 50 minutes on these shows. And Codfish and Homer and X-Chris and Michelob. These guys show up and listen to us and i just want to say thank you thank you to these loyal guys that listen to us show up bright and early in the morning help make the episode what it is we appreciate you guys so much and thank you so much you guys just like the ones that i just mentioned just like those guys you can come in our facebook our x twitter our asylum join our discord channel shoot the shit with us hang with us during the live show call us out by name we'll call you right back but most importantly let us know what you guys did yesterday, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Peace.